children. Brandon was saved at 19 after listening to a series of radio messages through the book of Revelation. He was called into the ministry by the Lord, and he's been in a full-time ministry since 2000. He had various ministry positions, such as young adult pastor, adult pastor, minister of education, and he now serves as Rock Harbor's senior pastor. Brandon's call to start the Rock Harbor Church was birthed from the scriptures of Revelation 3, 7 through 13, and Matthew 25, 14 through 30. The Lord Jesus opened the door to start a new remnant church, Revelation 3, 7 through 13. And on August the 28th, 2011, Rock Harbor Church was born as a remnant church in this age of apostasy and continues to proclaim of the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. To evangelize, the disciple, discern the signs of the times, and connect the dots prophetically and contend for the faith. He holds a bachelor's degree in political science from Columbia University, New York. He also holds both a master's of arts and religions degree, cum laude, and a master of divinity, cum laude, from Liberty University Baptist Theological Seminary, Lynchburg, Virginia. Brandon's areas of emphasis include prophecy, discernment, apologetics, Jewish culture, background, biblical worldviews, polemics. Brandon also has a weekly prophecy update sermon and other Bible studies on YouTube. If you search Rock Harbor Church, Bakerfield, Rumble, and search uh, RHC, Rock Harbor Church, Bakerfield, and Venino, I guess that's how that's pronounced, search for the Rock Harbor Church Prophecy, all audio presentations can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and search for Rock Harbor Church in the Anchor and SermonAudio.org. Search for Rock Harbor Church and Brenda, and all those are listed in your bulletin. Well, it gives me a great deal of pleasure uh, to introduce to you and for him to come and have his way with us tonight and bring God's word, break the bread with us tonight. Brandon, come ahead. Uh, am I on now? Okay. I'm going to tell you what. This guy, this pastor, is a remnant pastor. And I'm telling you, finding guys like this is a rare thing. As we travel through the country, everyone's woke. Every pastor is, you know, tiptoeing through the tulips. They're sugarcoating everything, dumbing everything down. People are not being fed. People are not being edified. And we see it everywhere. So when you see what you got here, you need to praise God and thank Him for the pastor you have. They're very rare, so amen to that. So thank you for having me. I know I'm from the land of fruits and nuts, but we're not all crazy, man. We have to deal with the fruits and nuts, but I'm telling you what, the fruits and nuts are coming your way too because they're trying to escape California for the taxes, and they say, oh, I think I'm going to head to Kentucky and I'm going to head to Tennessee and, and Idaho and, and Texas. And you know what they end up doing? Turning those states blue. Um, they bring their whole mindset that we're dealing with in California. So they're coming. I'm just warning you. They're coming. But anyway, you can find our information. Um, really, just go to our website, rockharborchurch.net. All of the stuff is linked to our church website. And um, it's all there. All of the videos are linked. And you can find everything there. But anyway, what we want to get to is the green dragon. And the issue is the green dragon is here. And what do I mean by that? Well, there's several things I want to note uh, that's going on. 
The green dragon is what they're perpetrating now on all of us worldwide. And it's the idea of saving the planet and destroying each country's economies and introducing a green economy based on ESG. If you haven't heard of what ESG is, ESG means environmental, social, and governance. And what the banks and the corporations are using now um, to deal with you and I is whether or not you are environmental, which means you're going green, that you're trying to save the planet, Social has to do with probably wokeness. You ever heard of wokeness that's going on? And then the S is governance, means that one day they might come to us as churches and say, hey, look, you need to have a plethora of different types of people on your staff or on your board. So, pastor, you need to put um, a transgender individual. You need to have someone from the LGBT community and whatever, Okay. And that needs to make up your governance. And if you do not do that, then okay, fine. We just don't want to do business with you. We won't loan money to you. We just will consider you persona non grata. Now, this is why we're, they're tanking our economy. It's for this. Okay, It's a, a fictitious issue. They've created a crisis We've got to save the planet because of carbon emissions is now a poison and not helpful for trees and bushes, I guess. That's what I learned in elementary school. But now it's a poison, a deadly poison, and it, it seeks to wreak havoc with the world and making it too hotter, and we're all going to die by 2030 or 2035, or whatever thing they put out under Greta Thunberg, their prophet. Anyway, this is why on the ground, you are seeing hyperinflation. You are seeing prices rise. You are seeing them cut us off from fossil fuels and gas and, and, and making us go to electric cars and all of this. They are implementing this around the world. They're following the script of the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab. We'll talk about that guy. But this is real deal stuff. And it is a catalyst to get us to a one-world government with full control of everything that you do, how you spend your money, and if you're green or not. So this is the big picture on it. So really what's going on is they're implementing Gaia worship. And what I mean by Gaia worship is the worship of creation, the worship of Mother Earth from paganism. Yes, we have now returned to paganism. We thought we got away, with, uh, away from all of it, but here it is today, the worship of Gaia, putting creation above mankind. This is a very anti-human movement because they do not want humans. They want to depopulate the planet. That's their goal. That's why they have abortion on demand. That's why they're practicing euthanasia. That's why they want doctor-assisted suicide. That's why they want to promote the LGBT movement and the transgender movement and the transvestite movement because it's all anti-human and depopulation. It fits the goal because the planet is reeling and, and can't sustain all our human beings. Hey, let me tell you this. You can fit every human being on the planet right now in the state of Texas with about 40 feet around them. There's plenty of room. God made plenty of room for human beings to survive, but it's a lie 
It's a lie, number one, that, that carbon emissions is making the planet hotter. Sorry, that's been disproven a long time ago. Yet, what is the heating and cooling of our earth? It's from the sun. And as God told Noah in Genesis 8.22, and there's the promise, as long as he maintains the world, God himself, he will have the seasons of hot and cold. Everything will go according to him until he's done. Not according to, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab or, you know, all these so-called scientists that say we're going to die. No. But understand, this is what we're at. This is how they're getting us to globalism. Okay? So, a couple things you want to understand about the Green Dragon movement. This green movement, environmentalism, radical environmentalism, tree-hugging, California type of mentality. It's a religion. And let me break it down for you. First of all, it has its own sin. And the sin is of human beings. Just you existing and breathing is a sin because you're breathing out carbon emissions. You're, you're eating too much food. You're consuming too much energy. You're the problem. And you're the, the answer is to eliminate you. The salvation is sustainability. Have you heard that word thrown around? Sustainable. We need to do things that are sustainable. Sustainable for who? Oh, the planet, which means net carbon emissions is their goal, and the reduction of the human population. Do they have priests? Of course they have their priests. Their priests promote this religion, and they use the media to promote it, and they use academia and your public schools to promote this. You send a kid to public schools now, he's going to come out hugging the, the trees and promoting uh, zero free carbon emissions. That's what the schools are teaching. Those are the fanaticals. And then do you have a devil in this? Yes, the devil is me. The devil is you. The devil is every one of you who opposes the green movement. That's who the devils are. Do they have an eschatology, an end times thing? Of course they do. Their high priestess, Greta Thunberg, says the planet's going to be destroyed by humans in 10, 12 years. AOC is another high priestess for them promoting that we're all going to die if we don't do this. And what's the sacrifice? Sacrifice, of course, in every religion there's a sacrifice. What's the sacrifice? Humans. Humans will be sacrificed for this God. And that's what it's about. That's why they didn't care when you took the experimental, you know what, they didn't care that now they're having all kinds of problems with people who took it and they're dropping dead. Blood clots, myocarditis, young people, sterilized. Do they care? You think anyone's going to pay for that? No. Because it's part of the plan. And, and now they're getting to the point where they're going to make it that you have to have a travel passport. And on that travel passport, you have to have the experimental jab that's going to be put into you in order to travel. They're going to limit your freedom of travel. And they're going to even limit it between states. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But when you study prophecy, prophecy does two things. It points to the hope that we have that Jesus is going to come back for us and make it right in the kingdom age. But at the, end, at the other side, it's very bitter 
because you have to watch the deconstruction of society around you, and there's no way out of that. It's, it's a bittersweet thing, prophecy. But what, what, why do we teach prophecy? It's not to scare you. It's to prepare you for what's coming, to know how to spiritually navigate through this. Let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about their agenda to wipe out humans. This guy just made the news. He was recently on, I think, last week. Look at his name. It's a, it's a fake name, but Les Unite. Okay? So, old Les Unite, what does, Unite, what does he want to do? He's part of a movement, and it's a big movement in America, that human beings urgently need to wipe themselves out to avoid ecological catastrophe. The end of humanity be, uh, would be good for humanity. Yeah, there are actually people that believe this. They have taken a vow not to have kids, which goes against the dominion mandate in which God told us, all human beings, be fruitful and multiply, didn't he? It goes against that command. Well, I'm just not going to have kids because I don't want to hurt the planet, yada, yada. This is satanic, but this is catching on. Now, here's another thing that just happened. This is from the, the White House. This is their website that I pulled this from. CEQ announces new countries committing to zero emissions government fleet declaration. Now, basically, what they're planning on doing is making all the government vehicles, not only for the United States, but all participating countries, go electric. And you're going to say, well, that's, that's them, that's not me. No, 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 you don't understand. When they put all government vehicles under electric we do not possess the grid to sustain that. So here's where it hits you. If all the government uh, transportation has priority, and let's say they force us onto electric cars, that means you will wait in line until the government's done elect, uh, uh, filling up their cars with energy, with electricity, and you will be in the end of the line. So you may not be able to charge your car. So you're stuck. Because now they're prioritizing this. And they want to get 100% of this, zero emissions, by 2035. That's a, a number that keeps popping up. You have Agenda 2030, but now they're putting this zero emission stuff by 2035. Okay? Let's continue on. So Klaus Schwab... The main vehicle driver of all of this, isn't it funny that this one guy everyone listens to, whether it's the Biden administration, or it's Macron that was just recently here, or it's Germany, or it's whatever, the Europeans, all follow this guy. Why? Why do they follow this guy? This guy has no clout, he has nothing back in him, but they all fall down and bow a knee to his things, and how he wants nations to go. He says gas prices are too low. I don't know how what the gas prices out here are, but in California, it's crazy town. It's like six, seven dollars a gallon. Okay? And we have oil. We sit on oil. We sit on oceans of oil in California. But the, the radical environmentalists won't let us drill anymore. So it's crazy. But here, think, look at this. Gas prices are too low and must be increased dramatically in order to safeguard democracy. So it's not only just to save the planet. Klaus Schwab is introduced into now, it's about saving democracy. Oh, 
We've got to do this for democracy. It's not just the planet, but all this. This is a lie. But this, if you're a useful idiot out in society, and by useful idiot, I mean in a historical sense, that you don't know what's going on and you're going to be used as a pawn, you're going to think, that's right, we just got to go along with this. This is going to save democracy. Just let me make a side note right now. The United States is a constitutional republic. It is not a democracy. It's not mob rule or 51%. It is a constitutional republic. But they fail to they always mention that, don't they? We, they call us a democracy, a democracy. No, we're not. Anyway, this is part of the plan. This guy, Klaus Schwab, when you look at him, he looks like the most evil character you could possibly imagine from even the movies. I mean, he looks like out of James Bond. Petting a careless cat. He looked like Boris Badenoff and Natasha uh, from Rocky and Bullwinkle. And he even wears Jedi clothes. Look at him, how he's dressed. Who dresses like that? He has a Jedi outfit on. Isn't that weird? I don't know what, where he shops at. If you're just a bad guy, is that the kind of clothes you start wearing? But I'm telling you, here's something spiritual going on here. And I don't have time to break this out. But right now, according to Daniel, we're in the two-legged phase of the Roman Empire. Okay? And just a real brief, and I don't have time to talk about this. Maybe tomorrow I will. Real briefly, we're in the two-legged phase, and we're getting ready to go to the third phase of a global government. Okay? Well, in this two-legged phase, you can trace historically where the two legs went. Because Rome broke up in two. The capital was in Constantinople on the east. The other capital was in Rome. And that, that split happened early on. Okay, But then through time, the, the legs of the basis of power moved northward. One base went straight up north from Constantinople because of the Muslims, and it went into and settled into today Russia. Okay? All the princes and, and the priests and, and uh, the, the whole clergy, once the Muslims pushed through Constantinople, they went into Russia. Where did Rome go? Rome eventually moved to, to France under Charlemagne. And it was the Holy Roman Empire, the Frankish Empire. And then after, I think it was 962 A.D., Otto I then takes control and, and then it centers in Germany. Okay? So in essence, if I, that has never moved since then. In essence, you have the eastern leg of Daniel's metallic man in Russia, and you have the western leg centered in Western Europe or Germany right now. Isn't it funny a lot of weird stuff happens out of the country of Germany? I wonder why. You got the Holocaust, right? Where is this guy from? He's a German. This fight with Ukraine that's going on, this pseudo war that's happening, it's a proxy war to hide the money laundering that we've been doing and hiding all kinds of weird stuff like labs. We got 12 bioweapon labs in the Ukraine that we're covering for. This whole fight, pseudo fight, with Russia and the West What it really is, it's a a fight between the eastern leg of Daniel's metallic man and the western leg. And I already know who wins, and so do you. I know what next phase we go to. 
we go to globalism. But anyway, that's another time for another story. Anyway, let's continue on. Let's bring it down to what's happening here. This is what you can relate to the whore of Babylon. Babylon has three legs. When you read about Babylon, Isaiah 13, 14, Jeremiah 50, 51, Revelation 17 and 18, all talk about Babylon. Babylon is not complete. It, it's rising and it has risen. And Babylon, the three legs that it will have, economics, politics, religion. Those are the three legs of Babylon that you see in Revelation 17 and 18. And we know that Babylon itself will be rebuilt in Iraq one day where the old Tower of Babel is, and that will be the headquarters of the Antichrist. Okay, Everything will be centered in him. But what's ha what happens first? Before the Antichrist seizes power and has total domination, the whore of Babylon is doing his bidding by gathering the nations of the world. Let me make a note. If you read Daniel chapter 2, or Daniel 7, I should say. No, Daniel chapter 2, sorry. 41, 42, 43, somewhere in that neighborhood. It says that the, the global government breaks into ten toes, a ten-league global confederation. But Daniel notes that it's partly iron and partly clay, iron representing the Roman government, the clay representing the peoples of the world. And he says they don't adhere to each other. What I, I think we see now, what that means today is if iron represents Rome, which represents the one world government, it doesn't mix well with the peoples of the world. And so what you really have, especially in the last uh, two elections before, you had an election that was about nationalism versus globalism. That's, that's really what it was with Trump versus Hillary. It wasn't Republican-Democrat. It was between globalism and nationalism. And here's the thing. Daniel is telling you People's nationalistic instincts keeps things not as cohesive as it should. So that's why you have the iron mixed with clay. That being the case, if you have this, this friction and this, this ununifying factor that people resist globalism, how are you going to get them connected together? Well, it's simple. Use religion. Constantine used religion to unite the Roman Empire. Other people have used religion in the past to unite the empire, and it's no different now. The whore of Babylon is being used in a spiritual way to be the unifying factor spiritually to get everyone to buy into this. Now, what do you mean? Now, let's read about her. And on her forehead, a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great. Now, when it says mystery, what you have to understand, there are eight mysteries in the New Testament. What it means, just simply this, that when it says mystery, it means something that wasn't revealed in the Old Testament, which is now being revealed in the New. That's all that means. You don't have to do any esoteric searching into it. It just means now something new is being revealed. What is being revealed? Babylon the Great? That's not being revealed because everyone in the Old Testament knew about Babylon. Okay? The mother of harlots, everybody knew about that. That she, out of Babylon, birthed all the false religions, we understand that, and of the abominations of the earth. It all came from her. All false religion comes from her. Whether it's Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, Islam, Hinduism, whatever. Right? It all stems from the whore. 
So it's, it's saying that there's a mystery here, and I want to show you what the mystery is. And he says, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. The waters represent people and nations, particularly the goyim, the Gentiles, okay, who sits on many waters, and with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. Notice the kings. These are the rulers. These are the Macrones. These are the Joe Bidens. These are the rulers of different countries. Winnie the Pooh in China. Rocket Man in, Rocket Man in North Korea. Right? All those guys. So the kings of the earth are these guys. And they what? They fornicate with her. Now, it's using sexual imagery, but it's trying to tell you the reality. That they, these kings basically commit spiritual adultery on God, the one true God, to fornicate with her. And what does that mean? Well, it means she takes that which is natural, sex between a man and a woman, and she perverts it. And so her relationship to these rulers is perverted because she's going to get them to do something satanic. And what is that? It's with the false religion. That she promotes. And, and why, do they, why do they go to her? Because of what she gives them. She gives them the glue that is able to unite people religiously on common cause issues. What do you mean? Well, the wokeism. Those are common cause issues that everyone seems to be uniting around. We're going to end uh, uh, racism with CRT. We're going to get people educated. Um, we're going we're gonna to give people the freedom to practice any lifestyle they want, whether that's LGBT, trans, or now pedophilia. You, you, you get what I'm saying? It's now free. That's the religion of the whore. It's wokeism, whatever you want to call it. It's her. Okay? We want to kill babies, murder them in the womb, or even a week after they're born. That's the whore's religion. Okay? It's anti-human. Okay, so the kings do a deal with them, with her. And what do they get back? They get cohesion. They get common cause issues. This is why the United States is pushing transgenderism. This is why they're pushing LGBT agenda. This is why they're pushing abortion. Because they have made a deal with her, so to speak, and this is what they have to promote. And the deal is she will make them very rich. Very, very rich. And that's why we have people in this country selling out our country for money. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. And that's interesting, the inhabitants, the regular people. Have you noticed people have lost their minds? When, when as parents did they think it was okay to take a kid into a drag queen show? And watch these perverts parade up and down in front of their kids, and the parents are approving of it. Because look, she made them drunk. Drunk means they're not thinking anymore. They're intoxicated by what she's doing. Look how fast, in the last few years, we have went down so deep into sexual immorality. we got transgenders working in the White House, parading themselves. We have now people pushing pedophilia now, and they call, they call themselves uh, um, MAD or MAPS or whatever it is. Um, uh, minor attracted person. Hey, dude, we used to put people like that in jail if you said that. 
And now it, perversion is being celebrated. Oh, he's a, a minorly attracted person. We shouldn't, we shouldn't say anything negative. And watch why the news people will not say anything about this pedophilia. They do not want to say anything because it's part of the religion of wokeness. It's part of the religion of the whore. And they know if they come out with it, they will be penalized. That's what's happening. So he carried me away into the spirit, into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. That's the mystery. That's the mystery that was not revealed in the Old Testament. And what is it? The Old Testament knew about the whore. The Old Testament, according to Daniel, predicted the beast empire. But John puts them together and says, look at her. She will ride on the beast. Which in essence means this. The governments of the world, the one world government, will support her religion. So that's why you're seeing the governments now supporting this crazy, insane religion, you're watching the setup of this. It's happening right in front of your very eyes. And look, at it's full of names of blasphemy. Having in her hand the golden cup of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Think of how filthy you're watching things develop right in front of your very eyes. The abominations that you're seeing. The new, um, I I did a prophecy update this week on this Balenciaga. Have you seen what happened with that? The Balenciaga? Where they had pictures of toddlers in a pornographic situation in their ads. Oh, we're sorry. No slap on the wrist, nothing. No one said anything negative. You had kitty porn on your advertisements. That's abominations and filthiness. That's what's happening. And the governments of the world are supporting her. So that's spiritually what's happening. Now here's the thing. I'm sure your pastor equips you for this. And you're fully aware of this. But let me tell you, you, go, you step outside this church. I'll give you an example of the mentality that's going on in the, in the country. The mentality is this will never happen in my state. We just talked to someone at the hotel that we're staying at. Oh, and they asked us what we were doing. Hey, we're here for a prophecy conference and yada, yada, yada. And we were talking about how bad California is. And the, the response was, that'll never happen here. <laughs> that'll never happen here. That same night we went out to eat. And guess who served us? A transgender dude. And I want to say to this lady who is a Christian, how can you be so clueless? It's here. You need to wake up. It won't come here. It's here. We just got served by a transgender guy. But see, the mentality is, it's not going to happen here. See no evil. Speak no evil. Hear no evil. It can't happen here. Fine. Stick your head in the sand, Laodicea. But when the tsunami comes, you're going to be taken in the storm. Because it is coming. And I don't mean to scare you, but it's here. And to play like it's not, it's insane. So basically, the horror of Babylon right now is being used to glue the United World in promoting the worship of creation and wokeism. That's what it is. And, and, and look at, look at your, uh, your officials. Secretary of Health, transgender. Secretary of Nuclear. This guy. Did you ever think you'd see the day? 
I already thought I'd be raptured by now. I thought I'd be gone. I didn't think I would see any of this. But for some reason, the Lord has us here, doesn't he? And for some reason, he wants us to stay just a little bit more longer. I wonder why. We'll talk about that in the end. So basically, what they're doing is manufacturing an energy crisis. This is how you get control of things. Energy and food and money. Those are the three things that they're targeting right now. Okay. So they manufacture a crisis, just like they did with Charlie Oscar Victor Igloo Delta One-Niner. I don't want to get him kicked off of YouTube. But it's a manufactured. And now the manufactured is, we've got to save the planet. Okay, so what does this mean? Because they have intentionally done this, we don't have the ability to maintain everything through electricity. Because we have disabled nuclear power plants. We've cut ourselves from fossil fuels. We're not drilling anymore. Gas is one of the cleanest things you can have. Nuclear energy is one of the cleanest. But yet that doesn't fit into the, the paradigm of the green movement. Yet it would be the most green thing you could possibly do. The natural seepage of oil coming out of Alaska, I'm talking the natural seepage, is more seepage than when we drill. It doesn't even come close to how clean we drill in comparison to the Alaska seepage. But yet, no, we can't do this. We want to go to Swindon Solar. Good luck with that. What if you're in the state where you don't see the sun like California? You've got a problem. And they will not infra upgrade the infrastructure. And that's on purpose. In California, they will not uh, uh, upgrade this infrastructure because we're, we're switching over to green energy. We can't handle it. And we can't afford it. But they know that. People will say, oh, they're just a bunch of knuckleheads in Washington. How dare they? You know, they're so stupid. They're not stupid. They're not stupid at all. They know they can, it can't sustain. And so here's what's happening. This is why it's happening without passing legislation. It's the public-private partnership that's going on right now. Now, what is this? What the government, what Klaus Schwab and the rest of them have figured out, ah, these things couldn't pass in, in people voting for this and them passing uh, uh, through the legislator a law or a bill on any of this because the American people would say, you're going to kill us. So the way to around it without passing any laws, the way around our Constitution is this. We'll just have the banks and the private corporations push it on them through ESG. And, and that way, no one can bark when we say, well, that's their policy. That's their standard. We didn't say it's illegal. But what happens when your bank won't do banking with you? What happens then? What happens if the only thing you can buy is an electric car? And they eliminate the gasoline and the gas cars and the diesel. What would you be? You say, well, they didn't pass a law. That's right. Who, what, what is your recourse? You have no recourse if they're using it through a private company. The private company says, we're not going to sell gas. We're done. That's the strategy. And they're doing it all around the world, going through public-private partnerships. And there's big money involved. And you think, what, what, would, what would Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citibank, all of them, why would they go into, because you're going to lose clients. You, why would these private businesses like Target and Walmart and all of them be involved in this? Because they're going to lose business. Oh, you don't understand. 
They may take a short-term sacrifice, but at the same time, it will put every other business out of business, just like it did during the shutdowns. All the mom-and-pop stores went out of business, right? The big chains stayed in, didn't they? Because here's what they're planning. Destroy the, the small businesses and keep the corporations so that they eventually will have a monopoly. This is what this is about. The, the, the private corporations and the banks are willing to take a hit now and lose customers because in the end, all the customers are going to have to go back to them because everyone's out of business. You see how it works? They're in it for the money. These are the merchants of the world in Revelation 17 and 18. Look at this. As an example, Chevron was told to stop incentivizing the buying of gasoline. Now, you're telling a gas company basically not to sell too much gasoline. Now, how do you force Chevron to do that? Well, I can tell you. You do it through BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Those three investment companies own everything. Everything. And they own Chevron. And so BlackRock goes to Chevron and tells them on this thing that you're going to force Chevron to go to scope three emissions cap to fight climate change. Chevron didn't want to do this, but they were forced through the investment firms. Investment firms can devalue the stock of a company and apply a lower multi a multiple uh, to their stock prices, and this will cause the companies to, uh, company to inve uh, his investments on projects cause the, co the cost of capital to go up and prevent them from the, their ability to raise money through outside investors. So basically, they held them hostage financially. They said, if you don't comply... We'll just ruin your stock. So are you going to comply or are we going to ruin your stock? What was Chevron to do? They went along. So a gas company was told, sell less gas. And Chevron complied. And what's happening because of all this? Europe is under a major strain right now. Now right now they're doing okay because they're, they're relying on reserves that they have. But you understand what we just, what, I let the cat out of the bag. You understand what happened on that pipeline, don't you? Are you aware who did that? Who in their right mind would bomb a civilian pipeline that feeds into Europe coming from Russia, right? Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2. Who would do that? What kind of person has the capabilities of doing a bombing run at night and at 7 in the morning dropping a bomb and it going into that pipeline and blowing that pipeline up and then that airplane then went straight back to the United States? Who would do something like that? Yeah, apparently we had one of our aircrafts and, and if you want to check out Monkey, Monkey works. Monkey follows aircrafts all over the place. And according to Monkey, we, there was a plane that came from the United States. It refueled right over the target area for an hour and a half. Once it refueled, it did its diving bomb, dropped the bomb, blew up the pipeline, 7 in the morning, took off and flew back to the United States. And the tail, the hex number, you couldn't figure it out, but you could see it on the radar. It's us. We did it. We did it. And knowing that it's going to plunge Europe into a very cold winter with no gas, 
and people might die. They might shut down hospitals because they don't have enough gas to run things. It affects companies that manufacture things in Germany and through France and the rest of, the rest of Western uh, Europe. For what? So you could get a leg up on the energy? So you could, so you could sell your energy to Europe, your gas to Europe in liquefied forms? Is that why? I'm telling you, what is going on in the United States is about as sinister as it gets. And they don't care if they kill people. And I'm not talking about the country in whole. I'm talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. There's some, there's some really evil things going on. And we plunge these poor Europeans into a, a state of chaos. By January and February, Europe is already saying we're, 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 we're going to be limited on how much people can have the temperature in their homes, how much food. It, it, it affects everything. Listen to Macron. Listen to what he said to the French people. What we are living through is a time of great upheaval. Firstly, because we are witnessing, and not just since this summer, but over the past few years, the end of what we might have seen as abundance. And for those who enjoyed it, it is also the end of a carefree time. Our freedom, the liberty to which we have grown accustomed to in our lives, has a price, and sometimes when we have to defend it, we have to make certain sacrifices as we fight to defend it. Okay, so good times are over, prepare for bad times. That's what he just said to the French people. You, you, you had it good, now you're not. Now we're going to ask you to wear sweaters in your house like Jimmy Carter did and, 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 and you know, bunker in because you're not going to get the energy. Look what's happening in Germany. Because of the energy crisis, the people are, are going out and literally cutting trees down for firewood. They have come to that. Okay, well, I thought we were past that. We're not when they cut off gas. Look at this. Some in Germany are taking matters into their own hands with solutions that might look like a blast from the past. About two hours outside Berlin, residents of this small town have turned to wood chips for fuel. We have to be innovative, said the project's organizer. If we don't act and just rely on the government to solve the crisis, we'll never succeed. This burner will soon fuel most of this village of 60 people. So, yeah, we're back to House on the Prairie days. We're just going gonna to go chop wood and stack it up. What about the environmental movement? They don't want us cutting down trees, but you're going to allow that. It's just it's a total land of confusion, right? But, but it, here's the interesting thing. Trump warned Germany at the UN. You remember this? And he says, you guys have got to get off that pipeline with Russia. And Germany, watch them. They just laugh at Trump. Watch this. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. It has been the formal policy of our country since President Monroe. Okay, so Germany laughs. Who's laughing now, Germany? You wouldn't cut yourself off from Putin and look at the mess you're in now. And because of your stupid green policies, you've thrown your people back into the Stone Age. And so does Macron. 
all the Europeans. And you say, well, that's in Europe, that's not, uh, 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 no, 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 no. What you see going on in Europe, they're just a little ahead of us. This is coming here. This is what they want to do. So small businesses post skyrocketing electricity bills to social media as European energy crisis. Look at this. This is in Europe. We closed our tea room and cafe we've run for seven years due to increasing costs in food, petrol, utilities back in spring. We can't sustain the hikes and thought we would wait until the energy perked up again in the summer, but obviously we, we will never open again. They're going to make it so unaffordable to run a business that most businesses will shut down because they can't afford the energy. Look at this. I got this electricity bill today. How in the name of God is this possible? We're a small coffee shop in Westmeath. That's 9,836 euros. So it's basically nine, $10,000 in cash. That's, what that's their electric bill, guys. A month. Could you afford 10000 in your home? They can't even run a little tea shop, a little coffee shop. It's 10000 You see what they're doing? My mom, that's how they spell mom, I guess, in, in Britain, owns a small cafe in Leicester. Her electricity bill has jumped from 10K, or really 12,000K a year, to 64,000 a year. She's working out her options, but more than likely she will be forced to close. This is happening all over Europe, everywhere. And it's coming here, too. And check this out. This is interesting. Senior bureaucrat has called for a civil protection force, yeah, directly under the control of Brussels to be established to flight, or sorry, to fight the impact of climate change. They're creating their own police force to enforce going green. I think I read somewhere in history somebody would do that. Create your own police force. Use them against people. This is serious stuff. Canadian ministry denies climate policy plans, but leaked uh, armory draft suggests otherwise. So this is baby Trudeau, okay, up there in Canada. He is like the worst of these globalists, right? You see what he did to the truckers? Dude, he froze their bank accounts. The guy went in and froze people's bank accounts. If that is not Stalin-esque, Hitler-esque, I don't know what he is. But he thought he would, he, would, he would do it by freezing their bank accounts. Anyway, architectural plans have been leaked from the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change that indicate Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's administration intends to weaponize the climate change agenda. The report reveals detailed plans to build a new climate police facility in Winnipeg, Canada, complete with firearms armory. Why do they need firearms? What, what do you mean? You're going to go to my house and see if I'm green with your firearms? Why does the IRS need firearms? Well, I, I, I'm just wondering, am I stupid? Am I seeing something else? Interrogation rooms. Why would this police need interrogation rooms? Are they going to take grandma into the interrogation room because she's been running her heat at 78 degrees? Is that what it's going to come to? Biological labs? Why do they need biological labs? Media relations offices, controlled quiet rooms. Why do you need a quiet room unless you're, you're, you're torturing somebody? And intelligent facilities. That's needed for green police? That sounds like you're building 
like the KGB. Something's not right. And here's in California. State leaders launched a new program encouraging builders to construct all electrical affordable housing. I don't know if it's happening here, but it's coming to a neighborhood near you. Here's what's happening in California. You cannot build a house that's not green anymore. It has to be energy independent. Or in, sorry, efficient. And that means no gas. They do not hook up the gas to the house. It's all electric. Now think about the skyrocketing prices it's going to happen to people having electric homes and no gas. So that's what they're starting to do in California. I don't know if it's here, but this is the new movement. And you remember, whatever starts in California moves to the east. They like this stuff. Colorado utility company locks 22,000 thermostats in 90-degree weather due to the energy emergency that happened this summer. It was an example of what's coming because they want to regulate what temperature you're running your house at. Okay? And so what happened in Colorado, it happened in Texas, and it was really hot outside. I, I don't know if it was like 100 degrees or whatever, and they, or 90 degrees, uh, and they could, they could only run it for a certain period of time at a certain level. I think it was like at 78 or 79 degrees. I can't remember. Would you like the federal government or your local power plant telling you you're running in the wintertime when it's cold you're running this too warm in your house you better bump that down uh, bump that back down to 60 degrees what will happen to the health of people what happens if it's super hot does it get super hot here i'm sure it does and they're saying you can't run that air you understand this is an anti-human thing this is what they're doing in europe and they're starting to do it now now, here's the biggie. California to ban the sale of new gasoline cars. And 22 other states have adopted this already. They're following California's lead. I hope your state hasn't, but it's coming to a state near you. And so what they're going to say is we're going to phase out gasoline and diesel cars by 2035. There will be none in California. The problem is we don't have the infrastructure, and they're not making the infrastructure. But that, isn't that the goal? Yes, that is the goal. They want everybody in electric cars. Why? Think about this, guys. If you don't have the infrastructure, how are you going to drive anywhere? Because you can't, you can't charge your, how, uh, your car. One of these electric cars goes about, two, maybe the big ones go about 250 miles. The other ones are less than that. So you understand, if you don't have, at the end of 250 miles, another station to recharge, you're stuck. You're completely stuck. And what does that mean? What do they really not want you to do? They don't want you traveling state by state. That's what it's about. They want you traveling just around your little town and keep you there and to control you. They don't want you moving out. And this is on purpose. So right after Gavin Newsom issues this, how ironic, how hypocritical, they issue a thing, because it was so hot, don't charge your car. After they made the statement, we're going to electric cars, you see this was an example of them being able to say, yeah, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you've been running uh, pretty, uh, your miles, we can see your miles, and you've been running too far and too many miles. We're going to, for Thursday and Friday and Saturday, you can't go anywhere. You can't use your car. That's what it's coming to, Right? 
They will limit how much you can drive. Listen to them. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. The more benefit? He just said the higher prices go with gas, the more benefit we get about electric cars. Are you crazy? Number one, who can afford an electric car and who can afford the batteries? Do you know the, the, the batteries are almost as much as a car, a used car? Your battery goes out in one of those, those lithium batteries, dude, you're going to spend fifteen dollars to $20,000 getting a new battery for that thing. They don't tell you that when you buy the car. How about this? We can't, we can't, the grid, we can't hold it. The grid does not currently have the capacity to add millions of battery, electronic, or even fuel cell electrical vehicles today. We just can't do it. And they know it. Western States Petroleum Association stated that the electrification of the transportation sector will increase demand by around 300 gigawatt hours stateside. This would be equivalent to a doubling of present electricity demands. So if we go all electric, we have double the demands. And they can't do it. They can't sustain it. How about this? The use, if, if you go to electric, the use of an electric vehicle is like adding one or two air conditioners to your residence in terms of energy increase. Now, I don't know about your, your, energy, your, your, your air conditioning use in the summer, but in California, we got that thing cranking on from February to now. It's still warm, and we have the air, a AC still on. And that would be like putting on another air conditioning unit if I had an electric car. Dude, I'm already paying $700 for my electricity bill. And so you're going to double it to fourteen? I can't afford that. I guess I won't run my air. I guess I'll go sweat to death in, in one of my rooms. You see the problem? By 2035, you will be forced to buy an electric car you cannot use. It's not just going to be California. It's throughout the entire nation. Joe Biden is fully on this. Now, let me add one thing into this that's going to give you a twist. It's a central bank digital currency that they are developing right now. And you've, I'm sure you've heard about the digital currency, but it's coming. Let me tell you something. From what we hear, and again, we, I hope I'm wrong. The introduction of the digital currency could be this year or 2024, at the latest, is what we're hearing from leaks, okay? And this will be married to your energy use. This will be married to your medical. This will be mar married to your banking, okay? What happened last year, March? This is from the, Washington, uh, sorry, the White House. President Biden to sign executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital asset. Right there, he signed an executive order. We are developing a digital currency, a federal coin, digital. It will put all of the other blockchain technologies out of business, like Bitcoin and, and the other ones. They, they will not have room for them. And so that is going to be eliminated. And it's going to start with nations already, and then it will move to regions and then it's going to global. That's the plan. So they've got, they want to implement this as soon as possible. Here's what's happening December 13th. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York's Innovation Center 
announced that it would be launching a 12-week proof-of-concept pilot for a central bank digital currency. Okay, this is coming up December 13th. The New York Fed said the program would explore the feasibility of an in interoperable network of central bank uh, wholesale digital money, commercial bank digital money operating on a shared multi-entity distributed ledger on a regulated liability network. Anyway, banking giants include BNY, Mellon, Citi, SBC, uh, HSBC, MasterCard, PNC Bank, TD Bank, Truitts, U.S. Bank, and Wells Fargo will be participating in the pilot by issuing tokens and settling transactions through simulated central bank reserves. They're running the program. And once they run the program and they work out the, the nuts and bolts, they're going to implement this. Okay? It's, it's not, oh, 20 years down the line. It's now. Think about this. Did you think you would see the cashless system predicted in Revelation 13? Now, we're not in the tribulation. Understand that. But this system will be used by the Antichrist in the tribulation. And we're pre-tribulation right now. And we're seeing the setup. This is what they're going to use. No one may buy and sell without the mark, right? That's in, I'm not saying this is the mark of the beast. That's in the future. But you're seeing the beast system set up. I didn't think I'd be here. Now, here's, here's intel that I received from someone that works in cybersecurity, involved in Washington and other businesses and stuff like that. Here's what they told me. I can't reveal my source, but here's what they told me. And this is a quote from the email they sent me. We are moving to electric, to electric cars, and they know the grid cannot handle it. The reason for this is that they will link our DMV record with the digital currency. There will be an encoded digital access rights through the DMV to the e-card. It can be found, shut down, or rerouted for various alleged violations. There will be a link to law enforcement systems that are on pace to be consolidated with this soon. This is in order to share interstate agency intelligence. E-card information will be up to them to control as well. The e-cards are not meant to allow cross-country travel according to intelligent sources. They're doing it. And this should wake everyone up. This is how close we are. And it's, it's linked to the DMV. It's linked to law enforcement. And it's linked to your digital currency. Your car, how much you drive, how much you paid, this, everything, they will know how much you spent. And they're going to link it to your car, limit your mobility. Freedom of movement is one of the issues in the Constitution, is it not? Freedom of mobility. That I'm not going from place to place and people say, papers please. But now you will. Because they don't want you moving. They want to keep you where you're at because it's easier to control you. And here, check this out. These poor people in, in, in this world have no idea what's happening because they do not know the biblical scenario. And so they're joining up to do this. And you already know they want to put it in your body. They don't want to put it in your wallet. They want to put it in your body to track you, along with your banking, along with your e-card. Watch this guy. This is now Tesla. And this is a Tesla owner 
that apparently to drive a Tesla, you can get chipped, and you don't have to use keys or anything anymore. Isn't that great? Guys like this don't think it's a problem. Watch this. He's all happy. He's going to get chipped. There's the chip going in. And you're done. Easy, right? I can open his car. Lock it. So the point is, the people of this world don't understand this. They think this is making life convenient but they don't realize their freedoms are being taken away by a totalitarian regime. And the ultimate regime is the beast system that's getting employed. This is pretty scary stuff. So what are we to do with this as believers? This is a lot of information. Most people won't even believe you on this stuff. Most people think I'm a crackpot, some tinfoil hat brigade guy. But I've done my work, I've done my research, this is what they're doing, there's no denying it. So what are we to do? Run and hide, put on the white sheet and wait for the rapture? I'm hoping the rapture comes soon. I want it to come now because I'm done. I'm tired of watching this world, but I will fight until he takes me home. This is not a time to surrender, this is not a time to go hide. You need to be out there fighting the good fight of faith because we're having too many Christians get scared and they're going AWOL on us and they're not in the fight with us. You have fought local fights, haven't you? But you didn't have any churches backing you up or any other pastors backing you up, did you? The same thing is true with us. We fight these fights. We're fighting against abortion. We're fighting against all this stuff. And we don't have any of the churches standing with us. None of them. They are cowards. And, and you can't be that. We have to speak the truth and wake people up to get them saved. Because otherwise they're going into hell come to earth. And we got to wake up these Laodicean Christian brothers and sisters that are sleeping and not wanting to acknowledge what's happening because they're going to lose rewards. Because Jesus is going to ask them, where were you in the fight when it was going on? He's going to ask you and I, where were you? Where are you, Brandon? I want to be able to answer that question. I was fighting all the way through, Lord. I was given everything I had. Can you say that now? I hope so. You will be asked one day. And what you want to hear back from the Lord when you say, Lord, I was teaching the Sunday school. Lord, I was evangelizing. Lord, I was at a prophecy conference learning what I could learn. Lord, I, was, I completed the mission you gave me. Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come, share. 
your master's happiness. I hope that's you one day. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for what we can learn. It's like drinking out of a fire hose, the evil that they're perpetrating in our world. We're seeing things that are insane, things we couldn't even imagine happen, and yet we're here, and you have us here for this mission to complete. Father, give us all strength. Give us courage. Give us boldness in these last days to fight the good fight, to stand in the gap, to speak the truth in love until you take us home. And if there's anyone here that hasn't come to faith in Messiah, they would do so tonight. Understand that Messiah paid for their sins on that cross, shed His blood and died, was buried and rose on the third day to give everlasting life to anyone who will simply believe in Him. That's what it takes to believe. We pray that you speak to hearts now. Put us on mission, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.